Hey, welcome to the Kingdom Church Podcast. We're so glad you took the time to listen to this message. We think it's going to encourage and inspire you. So whatever you're doing, wherever you are, sit back, relax, enjoy. And I need you guys to understand something. You guys are standing, you guys are sitting in the midst of a God dream. And I'm just so excited. So I want to read a passage of scripture. Is found in the book of Psalms. It's a, it's a prayer. It's a praise. Psalm 138 says this. It says, I give you thanks, O Lord, with all. Someone shout, all. My heart. I will sing your praises before the gods. I bow down before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. How many guys know God is a faithful God? Come on. For your promises are backed. God, your promises are backed by the honor of your name. As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. I want to call our message this morning on our two-year celebration, our two-year anniversary, Won't Stop Now. Come on, somebody. Hey, before you guys sit down, look to the person next to you and tell them we're just getting started. Can we put our hands together for the worship team? Thank you guys so much. You guys can be seated. Thank you. We love you. We love you. Hey, if this is your first time here, my name's Harrison. I'm the pastor here. And uh, you picked a good day to be here because we are about to party. Let's go. Um, I just, I have a question. Anyone in this room, you guys have a day in your life that like changed everything? Anyone have a day in your life, like maybe it's a wedding or a birth that just changed everything? For myself, I got many of those days in my life, but one more recently uh, was April 14th, 2019. April 14th, 2019. Now, this day was special in my life for three reasons. Reason number one, and perhaps the least significant, was it's my birthday. And so it's not that significant. That happens every year. Um, but just so you guys know, next April 14th, I would appreciate um, some love. Uh, but that was the first thing. It was my birthday. The second thing, um, for those who do not know, um, Tiger Woods won the Masters. Okay, I'm going to have to fill them in a little bit. For those of you guys who do not know who Tiger Woods is, um, Tiger Woods is the greatest golfer of all time, and some would argue one of the greatest humans of all time. Um, <laughs> I love you, Tiger. Um, he's a big listener to the Kingdom Church podcast from what I've, from what I've heard. Um, but Tiger Woods, greatest golfer of all times. The Masters is the most prestigious golf tournament that there is in golf. And so Tiger Woods, greatest of all time, but something happened in his life. Uh, he had a back injury. And so Tiger Woods had to have this surgery called the spinal fusion surgery. Now, for most mortals... The spinal fusion surgery would be the end of their playing career. But for the greatest of all time, it was actually just a setback that was propelling them to the greatest comeback in the history of sports. And so what happened, April 14th, 2019, Tiger Woods, against all the odds, won the Masters. Come on, somebody. And so, like, what a day. So that's two things that happened that day. Number three, third thing that happened that day, it was my birthday. And so what happened that morning is that Christy got me a gift. And she got me this gym bag because I used to work out. Come on, somebody. Um, 
And in this gym bag, um, there was this thing in it, and I went and I, I looked in the gym bag, and I opened the gym bag up, and it was a cute little onesie. And what Christy was letting her, us know, letting me know, was that she was pregnant. Come on. Now, at the time, like, we did not know that it was going to be two. There's only one onesie in there, but the, the Lord works in a mysterious way. And so that day was the day that I found out that I was going to be a dad. And so three things happened that day. I, I, it was my birthday. I found out I was going to be a father. And, of course, most importantly, Tiger Woods won the Masters. <laughs> Christy doesn't like when I tell that joke, so... Um, is retired and probably retired before my kids grow up and know what that means. Um, but April 14th, 2019 was a day that changed everything. And uh, today, as I said, I have many days in my life that changed the course of, of my life. Um, today, what we're doing is we are celebrating what happened two years ago on September 22nd, 2018, Kingdom Church officially launched. And that was a day that not only changed my life, but I know it changed other people's lives because it was here at Kingdom Church that people found Jesus. It was, it was here that people found hope. It was here that people found healing. It was here that people found a community. And Kingdom Church, for so many people, has now become home. And so what we're doing is we're celebrating the day that changed everything, the launch of Kingdom Church. Can you clap your hands? Come on, somebody. Now, today, um, if you guys are uh, come to our church regularly, listen online, everyone watching online, uh, one thing you'll know is that um, I usually just, you know, preach the word, and I'm, I'm going to preach a little bit today, but today really is a day of reflection, um, and it's a day of celebration, and, and looking back and looking forward to what God wants to do. Um, now, I'm going to be honest, after our one-year celebration last year, which was awesome, off the hook, um, I had this feeling, and I had this thought, and I was like, well, maybe we should only celebrate kind of like the big ones, you know, like one year, five year, 10 year, 15, so on and so forth. But I felt just in my spirit as time went on, God just kind of planted this idea, this thought that we can't do it every now and then. We need to always look back. We need to always celebrate because the story of Kingdom Church cannot be forgotten. Because we as a people, I think, and if you guys are like this, maybe you're like me, but you kind of have that default mode. And that default mode in life is like, I don't think God really does much. And like, I'm a pastor and I've seen God move, but I know my default mode. My default mode so many times is like, man, I don't know if God moves. I don't know if God does miracles anymore. I've never seen God change. And that's just my default. And that's not to say God hasn't done amazing things. It's more to say I just forget. And so listen to this, church. Any single person in this room, if you say, I've never seen a miracle from God, guess what? You're sitting in a miracle. Come on. Don't be afraid. Listen, if you're new here, do not be afraid to clap because we clap, we get loud, we make noise. That's kingdom culture. Come on, somebody. But this is a miracle. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to look back and I kind of just want to share what God has done in these last two years. I want to share what God has done um, in the last year, in the last six months, in the last two months, because I want us to see. And for those of us that call Kingdom Church home, you need to know what's been happening in your house. You need to know how God has been moving in our midst. And so we're going to look back and what we're doing today is we're all about celebration. So I want to I want to I want to talk on I want to teach on three things. 
that I believe celebration does and three reasons that celebration is important. And so what we're going to do, all three things are going to come from Psalm 138. This is an Old Testament book, Bible broken into new to two testaments, new and old. Old Testament is before Jesus. Everyone following? We're in the Old Testament and in a book called Psalms. And basically these are prayers. These are um, songs. And so this was written by David. We're going to learn three things from it. You guys ready? Psalm 138 says this. Number one, verse one, I should say. He says, I give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart. Let's shout it again. With all my heart, I will sing your praises before the gods. Now, I'm going I'm to explain that verse in a second, but if you're taking notes, I want us to understand three things celebration does. So the first thing celebration does is this. Celebration refocuses my life. Celebration refocuses my life. Listen, I'm not sure if you guys are like this, but I'm like this, and and I really think it's kind of a cultural thing for us, especially here in Canada. We have a difficult time celebrating. And it's weird, and it's almost oxymoronic in a sense, because, like, we love celebrations, we love partying, but a lot of times, like, we don't actually celebrate, right? Like, I know I should, but I don't, because one thing I've realized, I've just realized this in life, as much as celebration refocuses me, sometimes celebration is hard. Sometimes it's hard. Like Christy and I, this last year, um, a month ago, we celebrated our four-year anniversary, married. Uh, this last week was our Facebook friendsiversary, um, <laughs> which was nine years. Um, and so you know the bond of Facebook, right? But four-year wedding anniversary. And so for us, this last year, our wedding anniversary, it was different than any other wedding anniversary we've had prior because this year we had kids. And, 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 and <laughs> very specifically, we had nine-month-old babies, And so for us, our anniversary, we know we should celebrate. We know we should do all these things. But I'm going to just be honest. When you have two babies, it's hard. It's hard. Like we had to plan their napping schedules. We have to get someone to watch them. We have to make sure all of our ducks are in a row. And I'm just going to be honest. For us, the easiest thing to do would have been to just not celebrate. To be like, you know, it's too much work. For us to not to get to know each other, you know what I'm saying a little bit later, because we're tired. Because it's been a long day. Come on, somebody. Welcome to Kingdom Church. That would have been the easier thing to do. But what we did is we got everything lined up. Was it work? Yes. Was it inconvenience to us? Yes. But we were able to celebrate our anniversary together. And when we celebrated, we're able to talk to each other. And we're able to reflect on all that God has done in our relationship, how far we've gone. The fact that since we've been married, we started a church, we have twins. Like, life has been crazy. And God has been so faithful. But if we never take that time to stop, I'm one of those people that I just go to the next. Right? Anyone like that? I'm like, today is good, but what's happening next? What's happening next week? Where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? And for a lot of us, listen to this, I I, I know, and and I'll just speak specifically for today's celebration and why I'm so excited to celebrate. I'm excited to celebrate today because back in June, back in in May, I didn't think we would be celebrating. I didn't know if we could ever meet together again. But, But even when I knew that we were allowed to celebrate, a part of me was like, man, let's just not celebrate because there's going to be work. And I know that, like, if we get a donut truck, which we have, come on, somebody. But I was like, I know if we get that, like, that's going to offend someone. 
Because someone, someone will find something to say. I know if we have a huge, like, I know people, so I would just rather not do it. But listen, we need to celebrate because celebration refocuses my life. So, so, so look, 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 look. Get ready to clap some more. He says this. He says, I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my hearts. I will sing your praises before the gods. Now, when he says this, he's speaking in a culture and in a time when there was many, many gods and more so many idols that people worshipped. And so what David was saying, he says, when I praise God, when I give God praise for all he's done, I actually do it in front of these false things so I can show them that they have no power. Now, for some of us, it's like, I don't, what do you mean? Like, I don't go to shrines. I don't worship idols. Like, I've never rubbed the baby Buddha, whatever it is. But the reality is this. Each and every one of us, we have idols in our lives. For a lot of us, it's busyness. Come on. I'm so busy. I have so much. I just don't have time to look back. I don't have time. God, I have no time. God, I have no money. For some of us, we worship worry. Right? Like, oh, man, I'm so worried. Like, God has never come through in my life. What's going to happen? For some of us, we worship that God of next. Right? Like, what's next? What's the next big thing? God, what's your next big plan? But I just know this to be true. If we never take time to celebrate, we will miss out on all that God has done. And so celebration refocuses my life. Celebration refocuses my life. And so this morning, I want us to celebrate. And I want us to praise God in the midst of whatever idols we have, be it worry, be it, be it work, be it, be it whatever it is. And we're going to say, God, through it all. Because listen, I know for 2020, come on somebody, this has been a hard year. Things have been thrown upside down. Some of us lost jobs. Some of us have been homeschooling for, it's been a hard year. And I know for a lot of us, our default is to say, I'm not sure what God has done. But what I want to do today is I want to show you everything that's happened in this place. Because if you call Kingdom Church home, this is your story. This is our story. Come on, somebody. This is our story. And so what I did for the last month, what I've been doing is I've been trying to look back as much as I could to see all that God has done. And it was really difficult, and I'll tell you why I made it more difficult on myself a little bit later on. But what I've been doing lately is I've just been looking back. What has God done? What has God done in, in, in this last year? What has God done in the history of our church? And so one of the very first things that I did in my um, journey of looking back is I went and I opened an old journal of mine. And, and I opened this old journal, and I flipped all the way back um, to a time in my life before this church started. It was about a year before this church started. And before I read what was in my journal, I'll give you guys a little context of what was happening in my heart. I felt in my spirit that God had put something in there. That God was calling me to move forward, to find a group of people to start this church. And more than a church, it was going to be this beacon of hope. A place for, for people of all ages, all, all statuses, all different walks of life. People that knew a lot about Jesus, but most importantly, people that didn't know that much about Jesus. And I just had this vision and I had this call to start a church for people that do not go to church. That's the heartbeat of this church. A place where people could invite their friends. A place where people could invite their children or their family who no longer, that was the dream. 
And that was, it. that was what was in my heart. And so I was looking in my journal, and I opened it, and I, and I dated it November 29th, 2017. And this is exactly what I wrote almost three years ago. I said, Lord, I'm scared to move. I don't even want to talk about it. Like a moody teenager, right? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I said, Lord, I'm scared to move. I don't even want to talk about it. Now, the reason I was scared was a number of reasons. Number one, I knew that to start this church, God was calling me to take a great sacrifice, and I knew that I had to leave um, everything that I'd ever known, security. Um, I left a denomination, and I knew that when I left, I wasn't going back. And you need to understand something. I didn't know anyone or anything outside of it, but I know that God called me to leave, but I didn't know what that would look like. And so I said, Lord, I'm scared. Like, I don't know what to do. And one of the other reasons that I was scared was that I knew that as great as this vision was, this vision was so much bigger than me. And you need to understand that God does not give us visions that are not bigger than us. Every vision that God gives you will go beyond you. And so one of the reasons I was scared is because I said, God, as I'm leaving, I don't know anyone. Like, I don't, I don't know what it's going to look like. And the very next thing I said in my journal, I said, God... I don't know what to do. And then I felt the spirit of the Lord speak to me, and I wrote something that I felt that God spoke, and this is in my journal on that same day. It said this. It says, unless you step out, you will never see God open doors. That's all I wrote. And you need to understand that this story is not about my great faith. I, I, I Looking back, I'm not even sure how I did it. I think I just blacked out for six months. <laughs> But my fear was that I would step out and no one would follow. And so I told our team this morning in our huddle, I said, I thank you guys so much. Because what you need to understand is that Kingdom Church started in my basement. And in my basement, I was preaching big things. But the reality was there was no guarantee it would ever turn into anything. Yet a small group of people in my basement, they decided to catch the vision that God had put on my heart. And it became their vision. And what happened over the last two years has just been a testament not to my faith, but to the faithfulness of God. And so on November 29th, 2017, I had no one except my wife. I said, Lord, I'm scared. Today, this morning, as it stands on our team, we have 52 people that serve at this church. And the beauty is that number is about to grow. Come on, somebody, that number is about to grow. I had um, a friend, he came to church a few weeks ago, and um, he just loved our worship. Was the worship not amazing this morning? And he asked me, um, he said, hey, was that, you know, your worship team with you when you started? And I, I thought about it, and then I thought about today. And what I realized, um, number one, in November of, of 2017, um, everyone that was on the stage, I only knew two of them. The other six I had never even heard of. When we started this church, only three of the people on the stage today were actually here. And so the reason I'm telling you this is just a testament to the faithfulness of God. Because the whole journey of this church has been, God, I don't know if I have enough. I don't know if we can do it. But time and time again, God has sustained. God has brought, come on. God has brought... 
people. So here's the thing. When I wrote those words, God, I'm scared to even talk about it. Three years later, I'm standing in the very thing that I was afraid to talk about. And that's why we celebrate. That's why we celebrate. And anytime I say to myself, anytime I get in those moments where it's like, I'm not sure God does anything, I need to remember God has done something. And he's not stopping. He's just getting started. So listen to this, church. If I never stop to celebrate, I'll always see what's right in front of me, but I'll miss what's all around me. I'll miss what's all around me. God is moving, and when we celebrate, it refocuses my life. Psalm 138, verse 2 says this. He says, I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and your faithfulness, for your promises are backed. Second thing I want us to understand about celebration, and it kind of goes with what I've just been saying, but it's that celebration helps us to remember. Celebration helps us to remember. Now, this next illustration is a pretty good illustration. Um, just setting it up. Um, but it's going to make me and my siblings look bad, and you'll wonder what kind of family we have. Um, but we have this tradition in our household, specifically with our children, um, and uh, the tradition is that all three of us have no idea what my dad's birthday is. Um, <laughs> Y'all pray, pray for my father. Um, <laughs> and, and so we just kind of always forget. Um, and usually, you know, one of us at like 10 o'clock like, texts in like, it's dad's birthday today. Um, and then we make that last minute call. But this week as I was reflecting and I was thinking about this, I thought it was so weird because I was like, man, I know like all my siblings' birthdays, like, like I just know it, right? Like I don't have to think about it. Like why, why do none of us, like shouldn't his birthday be memorized, ingrained into our brains? But then I realized and I began to look back and I realized for a large portion, and again, this is so sad, <laughs> for a large portion of his life, we didn't have celebrations for his birthday. We just, we didn't celebrate. There was never that time. There was never that moment. And so as I began to put two and two together, I realized the reason the day isn't ingrained in our minds is because there never was a celebration attached to it. Are you guys seeing what I'm saying? And so what happens is something so important like a birthday, if we never take time to celebrate it, it does not become ingrained in who we are. And so we can see, and I know we've been there, and I've had testimonies where it's like God has moved in my life, but a year later we forget. And the reason we forget is because we never take the time to reflect. And so what celebration does is celebration helps us to remember. Because if we do not celebrate, we will literally forget. And so that's why I tell the story of this church. We need never forget that it started in the basement. We need never forget that we didn't have enough people. Because then God gets the glory. And my faith is restored. And so listen, God does so much. In the last year, God's been moving. And so I want to show a clip. This is from September of last year, and now I want to update it with what God has done. So let's just watch this for a second. And so listen, I got something super excited to tell you that we're doing this next year. We're going for it, somebody. So December 22nd, what we're doing here at Kingdom Church, we have decided to rent the Arden Theater in St. Albert, and we are putting on a Christmas program that we are dubbing Christmas in St. Albert. We're, we're believing in faith 
that this is going to become the Christmas program in St. Albert. I said, this is going to become the Christmas program in St. Albert. We're going to go into a theater where it's not known for church. It's not known for God. Sometimes they got things in there that oppose God. But we're going to go into this space, and we're going to proclaim the name of Jesus. We're going to do it for the one, and we're going to see people come to Jesus. We're going to say people come to faith. And so, okay, I just need to break it down because some of you guys are like, I don't know what's crazy about a theater. <laughs> I went to the Arden Theater a few weeks back. I told our team this. And uh, I went there because I was feeling real spiritual. Like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to pray over this place. I'm going to pray over every seat. Like, come on, God, what's she going to do? So I went there, and I asked. I was like, hey, can I go into the theater? And they were like, no, you didn't book an appointment. And so I'm like, there goes my spiritual moment. But, I, but God brought me there for a reason. And uh, I went, and, and there's uh, just a, a blueprint of the Arden Theater when you walk into the, into the lobby. And on the, the blueprint, it says Arden Theater, St. Albert. It says maximum capacity, I think it was 567. And when I saw that, my stomach dropped. <laughs> like, you know that part where it's like, where did, that, where did my stomach land? It just, it dropped. And I had this feeling. I was like, oh, my gosh. 500 people? Listen to this. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. But listen, we're a church that on average, like we're, that is literally 10 times the size of Kingdom Church. That, I said, that's 10 times the size of Kingdom Church. But we're believing that God's going to meet us there. One thing God spoke to me, he said, don't wait until you can see it to do it. Because when we're a church of like 500 people, to rent out a 500-person theater, there's no faith in that. That's just a new venue. To rent out a place from our 50, 60 people for 500, my gosh. But we're about to spread out and say, God, meet me there. Come on. Now listen, one thing I didn't say in that story, because I have pride and ego. Um, right around the time that we decided to book the Arden Theater, um, as a church, um, we had a service, which you're never looking forward to, never hoping for, um, but it was our record low in attendance. And um, when that happens, that's really discouraging, but it was right around that time that God told us to do that, and so we did it. Um, and so, to finish the story, because that's the faith story, and I said it there in faith, but I was probably scared on the inside. Um, what happened with Christmas in St. Albert, and I know many of you guys were there, um, but we sold out in 10 days. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> two, two weeks before Christmas, we already had a wait list for people that wanted to go to Christmas in St. Albert. But listen to this, it's not just about numbers, not just about people. What I said was that we're going to go in there and we're going to believe that people are going to make decisions for Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Now, this was our first time doing it, so we had a few gaps. And one of the gaps was that no one was counting decisions for Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but the Lord knows. Um, but anyone that was there knows that there was quite a few people that made decisions. Um, and I'm thankful, though, for one lady. Um, that actually reached out to us. 
and she sent us a message. And this lady, um, she actually goes to a different church in St. Albert, but she said she went there, she enjoyed the program, but she said the thing I enjoyed the most um, was that my two grandsons came. And my two grandsons, I usually can't get them to, to enjoy church things. They usually don't get it. They usually don't enjoy it. But she said both my grandsons made decisions for Jesus at Christmas in St. Albert. So listen, the reason we tell these stories is so we can remember. Remember all that God has done. So listen, there's, there's more. There's more that God has done. And we'd be here all morning trying to recount stories. But I'll just let you guys know this. In church, in our actual church facility, and, and we've, you know, been kind of, I guess, meeting for about seven months out of the 12 because of the coronavirus. But in this last year, listen, we've had 34 people make decisions to follow Jesus. We've had, we've had three people take the next step to get baptized. And, and listen, listen, we're believing that there's going to be even more this next year. That God's about to do something. But, but here, here's to me the craziest thing about this season. As a church, um, and I told you guys about our record low. That was, you know, the summer before. Um, but as a church, specifically in January, um, we began to grow and we began to sing growth like we've never seen before. And so our church was really, really growing like it's never grown before. Momentum. And then the coronavirus hit. And then we were online. <laughs> And I'm going to be honest, when we don't have service meeting, my first reaction, my first thought was like, man, what's going to happen? Like, is this going to be the end of Kingdom Church? Like, are we going to sustain? Here's to me is the craziest thing. And much like Christmas in St. Albert, I believe that there are many decisions that we'll never hear about, but God's heard about it. Even online, when we were not meeting physically, we had people make decisions for Jesus. We literally had people go on our website and fill out a decision card for Jesus. Because the Spirit of God is not bound to time. He's not bound to places. He's not bound to spaces. Now listen to this. Again, it's, it's probably impossible to quantify, but literally, our church was growing before COVID. When COVID hit online, because of our online community, the church literally doubled. And so I say that all to say that God has been moving. We have a whole new community online, and we love you guys, everyone that's watching. We have stories that we know about, and we have some stories we don't know about. I got a text this week from someone. She said, hey, um, my friend just texted me. She said, you guys need a kingdom church in Chilliwack, B.C. Because of church online, right? It's because what happens, because a lot of times we think, man, we're going to be crushed but God will take what the enemy meant for evil, come on somebody, and turn it for good. That's why we sing those songs. God has been moving in this place. So listen, I, I told you guys a little bit before, um, one of the reasons that I said it was really hard to reflect um, is because I found a bad tendency I have is that I don't write down anything. <laughs> My journal, because like you guys are like, what a spiritual pastor that journals. Um, <laughs> November 27th uh, was that journal entry, 2017. My next journal entry was the day before we started the church. Um, <laughs> so I made a commitment um, just this last month that um, I'm going to write down all that God does. No matter how big it is, no matter how small it is, because I can't forget. Because if I don't write it down, I'm going to forget. 
And listen, I hope right now these stories are not just inspiring you, but they're also opening your mind to see what God has done in your life. Because I know despite setbacks, despite failures, despite hard times, God has done so much in your life. And if God's done it before, you better believe he's going to do it again. So here's another video, and this thing is documented forever. Um, Just a few people sharing um, how Kingdom Church has impacted them this last year. All of them are new people that now come to Kingdom Church. So if you guys can watch. Hi, my name is Don. And my name is Amanda. We began attending Kingdom Church in January of this year. My name is Joshua Melvin. Uh, I've been coming to Kingdom Church for about two and a half months, I've been told. My name is Joelle. Uh, My name is Alex, and we've been attending Kingdom Church, uh, I believe, starting February. Uh, Friends of ours invited us to the church. We've known them for years, so it was kind of nice to reconnect with them. We were uh, invited by a friend, uh, somebody we knew, and we decided to come, and we liked it, and uh, it just seemed like the right fit for us. I started coming when a friend invited me, and just instantly, just liked the people. It felt homey, it felt real. It didn't feel like people were fake or lying to me or trying to sell me something. It just felt like uh, just authentic, real people in the middle of a parking lot in St. Albert. It's been a really positive impact for us. Um, It's just been really good to start going to church together as a family, bring our kids. I think we talk about our faith more as a couple and um, we started like praying together before meals, which is something we've never done before. So it's just had, it's a lot of small things, but um, it's had a really positive impact on us. And we like coming. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. She said that everything I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've just kind of wanted a more place where I could just feel like I could fit in. People my age that I could just kind of relate to in the same kind of close-ish walk of life Uh, and then this whole pandemic happened Um, but in the midst of that I just met some pretty cool people and it just kind of felt while still being very wary it felt really like home. At the beginning of COVID our teens felt really trapped all of a sudden they were laid off their jobs and they didn't have access to all the cool recreational facilities they were used to and uh, they're bummed out. So it would be nice to get together in the basement, pop popcorn, and watch church at odd times whenever we could get all five of us together as a family. Uh, church online uh, was, uh, uh, is very helpful, uh, especially when we started uh, attending church just right before the pandemic started. And it was very uh, innovative and, and helpful uh, to watch it on- online. Well, yeah, one of the things I like about Kingdom Church is that it's a it's a very user-friendly environment you know people who are not accustomed to coming to church or are not really quite sure what to expect um, and, and I said earlier it's, it's a, there's a good vibe there it's a friendly vibe and it's not a and I, and I hate to use the word threatening but some churches you walk in and, and they have their their policies and the protocols and and that can be overwhelming to degree and Kingdom Church is a very relaxed environment with a very good message that uh, I think is is easy to hear for a wide range of people. Honestly, it's just the people. It was that I knew someone's name on the first day and they knew mine. I was sitting there talking to a, to a friend of mine now when I first met him and the first thing he said to me was, hello, I'm awkward. And I was like, wow, 
that was genuine. Uh, but more than anything, yeah, it, it just felt like one of the most authentic friendship buildings that I've made. It wasn't hard, it wasn't forced, it's still awkward, but um, I made some friends and at 24 that's not the easiest thing to do sometimes. One of the things I'm looking forward to is connecting more with other couples and people who will help me keep my faith growth accountable. Um, we were part of a kingdom crew before COVID hit. This year I am looking forward to being able to go to church with my wife again. After the beginning of COVID, our home church shut down as many other things did. And it felt kind of awkward um, starting to go to church without her. She works on Saturdays, and as many of you know, Kingdom Church has church on Saturdays. So without having my wife next to me, it felt kind of weird. We always did church together. So the one day I was at church and Pastor Harrison pulled me aside. And whether it was at church or having coffee or whatever, he pulled me aside and we actually prayed. And a few weeks later, her boss finally caved. And now Kim and I can do church together again. Uh, what I'm looking forward to most is uh, being uh, part of a community, uh, attending church as a family, um, just making it more part of our lives and part of our tradition. Stop wearing the mask. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Attending, attending church properly. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully with no masks <laughs> in the near future. Just a huge thank you to Krija and to Kyle for putting that video together. Let's clap our hands. Listen to this church. Every single person that's here, you are a testament, a testament and a testimony of God. And these stories are amazing and I hope they increase our faith. And I'm just excited to see what God's about to do in this next year. And one of the things I love most about that story, and this is the story that we've found for the last two years is that 95, maybe 99% of people that come to Kingdom Church is because someone invited them. And so one thing we always say is like, hey, what if life change was one invite away? What if that was all it took was someone to invite you, someone to call out and say, hey, I'm going to church. And so I love those stories and I love those testimonies because what they show me is that God has been moving in this place. And God's going to continue to move in this place. And so last thing, Psalm 138, it says this. It says, as soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. So here's the very last thing. When we realize that God has been moving, when we celebrate, when we look back, when we remember all that God has done, celebration refuels my faith. Come on, somebody. Celebration refuels my faith. So right now, I want everyone to stand in this place. And right now, as a church, because I, I just have this belief, I have this belief that we have not seen anything yet I believe that the Spirit of God, if there's one thing that we have seen in this season, is that the promise of Jesus is true. Though hard times may come, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of God. So right now in this place, we're about to declare that we're not going to stop in faith.
to see miracles and the best is yet to come. Come on, somebody. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to that message. If you want more information, we would love to get in touch with you. So why don't you head over to kingdomchurch.ca and connect with us today. Until next time, take care.